Hi YouTube, once again we are back on Sunday, it wasn't filmed on Sunday but this will be launched on Sunday for podcast number four of Lean Whiskies and Empire Building with Marcus Wickwar today. Again, fourth actually, one in the middle of the day. The next, the next one we're actually putting them <laughs> off for someone else so you'll be pleased to know you might actually get some views on that one. <laughs> the, this, the masses are going to be crying out for me to come back. If they do we'll get you back. That's good. That'll be good. Yeah, I'll start charging at that point though. When you say the masses, we're not quite there yet with the numbers. Yeah, but all 75 people. We're <laughs> <laughs> still doing them anyway. Yeah. Um, to be fair, I was thinking about this the other day actually. Like, if you had 100 people in a room, or like 200 people, there's a lot of people. It just seems small in the grand scheme. It is, of it. and this is why the internet's powerful. Yeah. But <laughs> that's like saying, you know, 10 kilo dumbbell press is heavy, like for someone. Subjective, yeah, it is. It's yeah. subjective, isn't it, relative to the, the market? So yeah. It's yeah, probably not, yeah. We're not quite a podcast. If that makes you feel better about the numbers at the moment, then. It does, yeah. Okay, fair enough. It's making me feel better. <laughs> oh, by the way, guys, we have a torrential downpour outside at the moment as well. So if you see Lunder, Lunder? Thunder and lightning strikes, that was the kind of merged thunder and yeah, lightning like together there. Um, that's why. So. Yeah topic of discussion today let's get into it yeah we're going to talk about motivation I motivation guess. sort of motivational headspaces and like little practical tips i guess well we had a huddle on monday we have monday morning huddles for mm. our mentees for limitless and we talked a lot about motivation and stuff so and i think since the weather's got a little bit more dreary it kind of ties in quite nicely because people be yeah. using motivation right now yeah. They don't, all, the, all their cardio that they're doing outside and running on the roads will all stop. Yeah. Their, their, their desire to go to the gym possibly because yeah. they probably don't need to get any abs for the beach anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no more. Summer's coming to an end. Yeah. What yeah. do you do about that though, Marcus? What do you do? Drink whiskey. <laughs> drink, drink more. <laughs> drink more. <laughs> it's probably not the best, the best solution. It does help. Um, yeah. Not with motivation, but it's probably feeling content. No. for a short period of time yeah no this is one of the things we've obviously been talking to a, like, to be fair it's over the last few weeks these sort of topics of conversation have actually come up a lot haven't they and I think it's because for business in the business world I mean, it's summer holidays the sun's been out people are sort of there's looming recession well, everyone's we're in a recession like we're firmly in one so anyone that's kind of <laughs> denying it right now the diagnosis <laughs> is yet is yet to be delivered but yeah the uh, the growth is there. <laughs> um, but no, it, everything's just been a bit slow, hasn't it? And I think a lot of people are, are struggling with. I think we don't see it either, because I mean, all the businesses we're working in, we're so, like, we're so busy. Yeah. And, 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 and not just from a financial sense, just from building and growing. Like, mm. I don't really tend to focus on the numbers so much anymore. I'm focusing more on like, just making sure the businesses are insane. I think the numbers come with that because I'm quite comfortable knowing that if I just focus purely on the execution of what I know works, the numbers come anyway. Yeah. Um, but I have noticed obviously the people we work with starting to complain more and more about potential slowdowns and things being a bit harder and you know, you've got a, it's a bit of an uphill battle at the moment. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you can just sign up clients like it's, it's, it's a breeze and then others it's just like it's climbing Mount Everest. Um, and I think, as you say, summer's coming to a bit of an end. We've got the news kind of promoting the recession, we're in one, yeah. um, and people becoming more fearful again, um, just inherently will, will knock motivation. So 
we've been talking, as Marcus just said, like a lot more obviously about that and keeping people mm. motivated and driven during this period because it will end. Yeah. As it always does, this is just par for the course. As always, and it's just, you got to, uh, this is the difference between people that successful and aren't. It's just, you've got to stay consistent through these times as well as the good times, right? Yeah, well, this is what I was going to say. Like, we, we say this a lot, and it's, I think it's less a case of motivation, it's more a case of discipline. Like, yeah. and, and both are really hard. <laughs> like, it's hard when you're down to, people think it's easy, like, oh, I'm just going to go on YouTube and watch a, a motivational video. <laughs> but it's difficult. You still need to, Still needs to be actually better, like get up and go and go and put the, put the work in. Like I was just think that's, that's more important. I know that you think that as well. Absolutely. Like yeah. so for me, I've actually struggled with 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 helping people with motivation. So I'm probably quite qualified to help people because for me, I was never that. I've always been motivated, but I think more it came from just knowing what needed to be done and doing it. And like there was just in my head, I have two little people. And uh, it's always that, I think most people do, right? Is mm. you have one person that, that talks you out of doing something and one person that says, no, this is actually what you need to be doing. Yeah. And it's like one's, one's staying the same and one's pushing for change, typically. Mm. And, you know, like, they're two little people and I always have this little discussion in my head. Yeah. And like, for me, the, the one that's always like pushing and like putting yourself under stress always won. Like, and I let them have the discussion. Yeah. Because I found it quite interesting. But... And the, the, the excuses and crap you can come up with is, is <laughs> you realise how bright you are when you start making excuses as to why you shouldn't do things? Yeah. And I'm like, holy, I did, the, the, the stuff you can come out with and the stuff I hear other people come out with as to reasons why they shouldn't do things is like... It's yeah, like, like, David Goggins calls it, you're in a bitch. <laughs> and he's like... And he's like... He's, he's smart. He's a manipulative little <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> it's true. It's like when your alarm goes off in the morning and it's like the first thing you think is just stay in bed but it's having the discipline to be able to go actually no fuck it I'm no I'm like so I'll be like I I go one step further I'm like right well I know that I need eight hours of sleep to be optimal I've got this stuff coming up today and for the rest of the week this stuff's coming up and I know that you know I've I've had my legs are pretty inflamed so like if I if I get up and start walking around now like and I'll have a whole (laughs) and quite often it's quite scientific like about reasons so then I'm just like get up like yeah so what for you though helps you get motivated. Okay, discipline aside. Yeah. Okay. Because they're, they're both, I think they're both working synergy and you have to have motivation, you have to have discipline. Yeah. Um, what keeps you motivated or what helps you get motivated? I think it's just, more than anything, it's habit. It's just, it's getting into the habit of forcing yourself to do things that you don't actually enjoy doing. That's not so much motivation though, is it? Like I'm talking more about that like burst of, I don't know. Because for me, for me it is. Like, Zara always laughs at me because it's like any running for instance like so I go running a lot but I don't I don't enjoy it and so anytime as soon as I have that thought in my head of like just don't go for a run today I'm like boom right my trainers are on I'm out okay, the door so, oh, so you do enjoy it in a way because you enjoy the yeah the, sadis- the sadistic part of it's it it's forcing right? yourself so, to do the thing that you don't want to do so yeah because you okay but where does that come from so this is where I think this is where the motivation comes from. So yeah. why do you feel like you want to do something that you don't want to do? Where does that come from? Do you think is it because you're you're one of four brothers and you're second eldest, so you're sandwiched? Yeah. Do you think it comes from a, 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 a need to be competitive? Because you you've had a very competitive household. Like I remember like growing up, <laughs> yeah. You all like just beat the crap out of each other, and obviously you're always trying to be better, and, and and that's a difficult. And you're quite close in age. 
Yeah. Do you think it comes from that? Yeah, to a degree. But it's, yeah, it's being competitive with yourself, isn't it? Yes, but that I think that's the way that I look at it. It's like you're in a continuous... Co- I'm in a com- continuous competition myself. I always want to be better or something. Or do the thing that you Is it for think. you or do you, are you ever trying to prove something to someone else? Have you ever been motivated by that? Mm, no. Prove your... Like, beat your brothers, prove them wrong? <laughs> I don't think so, No. Not that, not not consciously. What about like pride for your parents and things like that from them? Never been like a parent pleaser. No. So that was quite a big driver for me. Yeah. Um, I know you you not not want to talk about it too much, but you don't have the best relationship with your dad. Like for me, my dad's always been a good supportive person, but he's never like really told me he's proud of me or loved me. Like I think for me, I'm extremely competitive. Yeah. And I was like, I want to do something to like grab his attention almost and I think that was a big driver for me initially in the yeah. early stages um, which I think almost manifested into self-competition which that no longer became a driving factor it was then like well what can I do to myself and just see how far I can push myself but for people that really struggle with motivation like I think you have to have like we talked about it in the huddle on Monday it was like your why yeah like, what's your sure. why like, what's your why because I've never really talked to you about it Everyone has one. Like, and if you don't have one, I said, you need to find out what it is. Yeah. I don't know. I thought, I was been, I've been thinking about this. Off the back of these conversations. Day. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I kind of, I just, just strive for continuous self-improvement. But I, I wouldn't. You don't know the, the underlying reason for no, that. No, I just want to be, like, for me, it's just, it's, it's what we talked about before, for like fulfillment. I just want to feel fulfilled in what I'm doing. Do you want to like, is it to an improvement of like the betterment of humanity or just yourself or is it quite a selfish endeavour? I'm not, not, not like it's a negative thing. I'm just saying, is it, is there anyone else that's you're kind of help, trying to help even in the future? Yeah, it's part, part of the reason like in terms of what I do, I enjoy the work through Limitless yeah. for most, for that reason. Yeah, I, I, I kind of understood that when you came aboard. I would say like there's, there's no such thing as true altruism <laughs> because it feels good to help people. Like, if it felt shit helping people, you probably wouldn't do it. Like, no Absolutely one would do it. Charity wouldn't no. exist. Like, no. unless you, it was run by, like, sadists who <laughs> were just doing it for, for that reason. But it does. It feels good helping people. I agree. Um, so, I mean, yeah, probably to a point, that's why. But then at the same, at the same time, I am, I'm quite introverted. I like my own headspace. I like being by myself. Yeah. So it's like a bit of self-fulfillment. I think everyone has to be self-fulfilled. Yeah, I think that's yeah, that's that's a, I think that's a different conversation entirely. Like, I'm very I'm very introverted. Ironically enough, people would yeah. think that um, I need my own space too. But I'm massively motivated by doing things for other people mm-hmm. um, as well as myself. Like, I'm not like I said, a yeah. I'm not yeah. Mr. Philanthropy <laughs> um, by any means. Um, so for me, and I, I think. The, the driving factor that really helps my motivation um, is I firstly wanted to prove myself and be a fucking good parent, a good, a good parent and a role model for my now for having kids. That's obviously mm-hmm. recent though. That's not been the driving factor yeah. to where I am. Um, that's only been the last couple of years. And still that took a little bit of time as well to actually, you know, feel that way about my children. This is an aside, on an aside, yeah. right? As a bloke, um, that's something I want to bring up. I didn't have that instant connection with either of my kids. Like, it's taken me a, a while to have that real, like, connection where, I want to be totally honest here, where I was like, I really want to provide for these kids. It was a driving factor for me. Mm-hmm. To start with, I was like, 
they're a bit of a vegetable. They just kind of cry, <laughs> poop, scream, don't know or want me at all. Yeah. And I found that really hard to connect because mm-hmm. in my head I was like, I'm going to be like Mr. Dad of the year straight yeah. away. And I was like, I don't even really want to be around the, the kids when they're mm-hmm. like this. And like now I can't, I can't be away from them for like more than a day without like wanting to go and see them and like love them to bits and do yeah. everything for them. It took me a little while to get to that point. So that wasn't like an automatic motivator mm-hmm. for me. Like having kids was almost a demotivator for me to start with. I was like, holy shit, what did I do? <laughs> um, just being totally yeah. honest, just for the, for the viewers. Yeah. Like, and then people don't ever, I don't think people are honest enough about this because I know for, there you go. I know for a fact that a lot of people I've spoken to, when I've opened up and admitted this, have said the same thing, especially blokes, yeah. it's that like, maternal thing, but I'm, I'm going off track. So now they are a huge motivating factor for me and I could do anything for them, I'd die for them. Um, but also, I think just making my family proud and being that support mechanism for them. So mm-hmm. I think for me, what I did was I, I tithe, I'm a very quite an emotional person. Um, when I say emotional, I'm not like crying in a foreign sense. I'm like, I'm quite an emotive person internally. Like things affect me and I, I'm yeah. quite affected by situations. But I use that to empower me and my motivation. So when I have a feeling of like pride, like when I know I've made my parents happy or my, like, you know done something and I remember that moment of like, during like, lockdown and stuff when I was there to support my family with, with finances should they need it and stuff like that and I was able to like and I've done things in my life where I've supported those things I really stop and take in that environment that I'm in and try and really solidify it in my head mm-hmm. so I can pull from it yeah and I was talking about this the other day wasn't I when I was like well you've got two different kind of motivating drivers you've got one which is pride and gratitude and like happiness from things that you've done in the past and you're trying to remember those things and use those as a motivation to then drive you through that spot, that sticking spot, or pain, Mm -hmm. which is probably the easiest lever and is probably one that you've experienced more for me. Um, You know, pain of when I was being fat as a kid or being bullied or like, you know, not feeling enough or like you've let your family down, you've done a stupid mistake and that you couldn't support them or like, you know, feeling like you weren't good enough. Yeah, there's no greater immediate motivator than pain. Pain. No. It's like put your hand into a fire, like you just instantly put no, it on. You don't even have to think about it because the pain's there. And I think some people are more motivated by the pain rather than gratitude. I know some people are probably more motivated by the others, but I think this is where you've got to deep down, dig down and figure out who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. And like for me, what I try and do is in that moment, look at my surroundings, really try and remember that pain and tuck it away, put it there for later use. Yeah. So you can pull that card out when you know, mm. you're sitting there thinking, Christ, I've been working for 30 hours this week. Like, um, you know, I need the money because we've got to try and move or I'm not happy with where my family's out or like I've got yeah. to pay like a, a medical bill or whatever. Like, you know, you're in, you're in a shit situation mm-hmm. and you need to do the work. Quite often that's a bigger motivating factor anyway. But when you need that motivation, you can pull on either one. Yeah. But if you can't solidify and you can't pull that to your forefront, it won't be powerful enough. It'll just be like a whisper in the back of your head. You need it there hitting you like a steam train. Yeah. And that emotion needs to be dragged up. And it's a real skill, I find. Um, it's like controlled emotion and being able to pull an emotion from the pits and put it right there in front of you. Yeah. And I think training is quite good with that. It's controlled aggression. Mm-hmm. You know, like, make, you've got to make... <laughs> I think anyone that goes to the gym could probably relate to this, though, when they can actually control, control anger and use that for a set. Yeah. And it's the same way you can control pain, emotional pain and emotional gratitude and happiness yeah. as a motivator. Yeah, I think that's... Um... Yeah, that's a, that's a real key point, I think. Um, and I think as well, like, actually, when you're in the moment of, like, pain and suffering and, like, things really seem like they couldn't possibly get any worse. <laughs> if you, but I think if you can take stock of that, yes. 
then like you say, yeah, you really like actually feel it and you can pull back from that. Uh, it's painful, thing. but yeah. it shouldn't be pleasant. Yeah. Like people go, oh, I don't want to remember that pain. Yeah, because it hurts, right? Yeah. <laughs> like for me, it's not a nice thing bringing that thought back up. Yeah, that's at why all. people repress things. They repress yeah. things, but remember that pain and use that and think, right, I don't want to go through this again. Mm-hmm. This is the whole reason I'm doing this. There comes your motivation. Yeah. I think as well, that's why people end up relying a lot on crutches, don't they? And it's to ignore that that pain, whatever that pain is. Or at least numb it. If, if you choose not to numb the pain, I think it's easier to use that pain as a motivator. Okay, another one here. Right, let's get off this topic for a little bit. Let's go for a sideline here. Yeah. Do you think people, especially in Western countries, okay, something I've noticed recently is like a lot of immigrants, like my wife is Iranian, a lot of her Iranian, Iranian immigrants, they're here legally, by the way. Um, <laughs> legal immigrants, like not just like come off the boat. Legal. Like, yeah. Been here for years. I've born it, right? But... Do you think we're just fucking lazy now? Like, and people say they're not motivated. They're just lazy because they have life too good. Yeah, I was, um, <laughs> like, that's what I think a lot of it really is. Like, yeah, I was actually, I was, talk, I was talking to Zara about this the other day. It was like the difference between, um, like, dystopian futures between, like, George Orwell and uh, all the Huxley. Like, George Orwell's, like, vision of a dystopian future in, like, 1984 was, like, the big brother state where everyone's actions would be dictated through like fear and repression and that kind of thing and all the types of these version um in brave new world was that you'd be controlled through the fact that everything was so comfortable mm-hmm. like you you didn't have to worry about anything there was no fear there was no pain to drive motivating factors and everyone was suppressed for that reason i like i was thinking about it i think we were like a weird sort of amalgamation of both really yeah I think a lot of lack of motivation is the fact that they're, they're, because it's normally pain of like staying the same or the pain of change mm. I think most people are quite comfortable and they think they want something else but really when it comes to the pain it's like that's that isn't and you'd always it. people always choose an easy option so it's again I'll just drag something not out. necessarily they'll only choose the easy option if the pain doesn't override but it's, it. it's like okay I'll say something that's again quite controversial when, <laughs> when people uh, are feeling down and rather than introspecting, looking at the reasons why their life is shit, they'll right. go to the doctor and they'll get prescribed an antidepressant. Yeah. And it's, they haven't done anything to actually address the pain and the root cause of the pain, but it's going to take something to numb that pain. Well, normally I suppose that's because they blame other things and don't hold themselves accountable because if it's your, yourself, yeah. then you can be introspective and then probably mm-hmm. fix that thing. But if it's someone else's fault, that's not my fault. I can't control it. Yeah. I've got to take medication to everything. Yeah, scapegoat. Heard a really good, uh, I think it was on TikTok the other day actually, and it really hit me quite hard with this whole motivational thing. Mm-hmm. It was a story, a little short story, and it was basically said like, this, this guy, he used to walk 10 miles to work every day. Yeah. put all of his shit on his back and used to, to hike up a hill got to work and he, he worked really fucking hard for his family and like he, he made a bit of something for himself mm-hmm. his son he had a bike yeah. right? and he used to bike to work because he could afford that right so mm-hmm. he, was, he was grafting hard but he started to ride quite a long distance and yeah. you know, work was hard he was going to going up a big hill and he, but he worked hard he put the graft in and he, he got a little bit more success and his son he got a car yeah. right he started driving to work and like, you know, life was great. He started like doing really well at work, was promoted. Still driving quite far, but did really well for himself. His son drove, drove to work in a supercar, yeah. you know, in a Ferrari every single day, loving life. 
did absolutely fantastic. His son was walking again. <laughs> Point being is, like, things when they become too comfortable, yeah. then, like, the, the enemy of a great life is a good life. Uh, that's another saying. Yeah. Well. And what happens is when we become too comfortable, it's so easy for us to just stop working or, or pushing entirely. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a danger of where our motivation is gone. Yeah. Where I think, especially in the West, we have it quite easy. And the trouble is, as Marcus was saying, the systems and everything in place are putting it there so you don't push back. Yeah. You don't push for yourself and work for yourself because you become very controllable. Yeah. And I think motivation aside, you being that way, is being, being able to be manipulated in that way is very dangerous for you. Yeah, I, th I think it's a, it's a real thing. It's like, because pain is such a good motivating factor. If you feel comfortable, make yourself uncomfortable. Yes. I think that's why part of the reason why even something as simple as just going to the gym, like picking up something that is heavy is just from the most basic uncomfortable thing that you can do. It's just a reminder of the fact that if you want to progress through something, like the only, re the only way you're going to pick up something heavier is well, just keep picking up something that's heavy and forcing yourself through pain. So also this is another thing about re like reframing your belief systems again, right? So you've got to look at your pain and your belief of pain as a positive rather than a negative because this is what I've done. I've framed pain in my head as like a positive thing because I'm creating change and mm -hmm. change is good because change is working me towards my goals. Case in point, I trained with Jordan Peters in Stoke Strength Asylum for a couple of years mm -hmm. and we did some sadistic shit um, like to really push through uh, like sets. And one of the things we used to do was like we'd do something like a fucking stupid 30 like rep leg press or something but like I remember Jordan would get down on my ear when I literally had nothing left to give and he was like we need to now find the pain we're actively searching for pain because pain is where the, the, the change is happening like mm -hmm. we've come to the gym we've put all this effort in the pain is what we're after the pain is actually what we're seeking if you don't hit pain the whole thing was a waste yeah. we're, not, we're here for that and like he'd be in my head like find the pain have you found the pain I'm like yeah fucking found the pain so like, good find more of it like the more you can get the better the more you can take of it the better that's you're, you're, you're growing yeah. and he'd be in my ear find it find it and I'd be actively going to look for it and I'm like okay pain is good yeah. this is really killing me this is fantastic yeah. and then all of a sudden you've reframed that as a negative into a positive because mm -hmm. that's what it's actually supporting and pushing towards my goals rather than taking away or driving me away from yeah. it it's serving me. Mm -hmm. The pain is serving me. Yeah. Now you've got to be careful how far you take that. But no real human being with the right, like, with actual sanity, would actually push past a point probably where they'd like hurt themselves. Like David problem, Goggins. Problem, David. <laughs> I don't think he's quite right. No, he's a probably not quite right. He's an him. outlier. Yeah, he's an outlier. But for most people, just reframing it is a massive tool. Um, mm -hmm. And like you said, if you find yourself in a in a period of like extreme comfort, you should that should worry you. Yeah, and that should be a motivating factor to start getting uncomfortable. And it's even even just the thought of thinking to yourself, well, what happens if stuff does get bad? <laughs> what are you going to do? Like, have you equipped yourself with the tools to be able to deal with uncomfortable situations, to deal with pain, to deal with adversity? We'll talk about it at another point. But you know, systems. What if the the government implement things in your life then that you don't like, or they make you do things that you then don't want, or change your life in a way mm -hmm. that you don't want? Are you equipped for that? Are you able to change? Are you able to pivot? Are you yeah. able to take that on the chin? Mm -hmm. Are you soft? Yeah. Like, yeah, it was this game called just callous the mind, isn't it? Yeah, callous the mind. Yeah, it's putting the reps in to callous your mind. It's just do, just doing things that you don't want to do, stuff that you find uncomfortable. So, like, that's yeah, that's I mean, that's why I go running now at the moment. It's one of the main reasons I don't actually like the physical motion of of running, but it's the fact that 
it's just an easy way of forcing yourself to do something that you don't want to do. And you feel good at the end of it. Like you get that endorphin rush. I think you just have to habituate that. I think you have to just do something every day that you don't want to do. And it can be, it can be something as simple as like, oh, like, I can't remember whose book it was, I was reading these, but he said his, his start point for that was rather than putting a cup in the sink, he'd wash it up, he'd dry it up and he'd put it away. And he started with that. That was the one thing that he did continuously. He's like, that's the one thing I don't want to do. So I'll do that. And it was like, right, okay, I don't want to take the, I don't want to take the bin out now. I'll do it tomorrow morning. And as soon as you have that, th- that thought of, I'll do that thing later, just, just fucking do it now. Force yourself to do things. Yeah, that you that's, I think that's a great antidote or like a, a fix for people that suffer with motivation is you can train yourself to be disciplined or make things a habit. Mm. It's a good, 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 good analogy for that is like, you know, no one wants to brush their teeth, but we don't even think about it. You know, we do it every yeah. night or every morning, you know, and it's not really a hardship because we've been doing it since birth, like yeah. since we can remember. Because mm-hmm. it's just, you don't think, I don't ever think, oh, I really can't be asked to brush my teeth tonight, do you? You just go and do it yeah. because it's inbuilt. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not a hardship. Well, you don't think, I need to eat my food. Like, that's unless you're a hardcore bodybuilder and you're yeah. bulking with 30,000 calories a day. But, like, <laughs> you just eat your food. Yeah. You don't complain about the, the habit of doing it. Yeah. And you can train your whole body and brain to be able to do things that you don't actually like doing now, which mm-hmm. are going to benefit you towards your goals without yeah. even having motivation. Yeah, it's the premise of like the, the book Atomic Habits. Yes. Again, can't yeah. remember the author. Always remember the name of the book, but never the author. Um, and it's just putting really, like, if, if you struggle with actual motivation or, or even struggle with discipline, you just do, you break the, the task down into the most simple possible steps that you can. So if, you, if your why is or your goal is, okay, I'm, I'm going to get up at six o'clock in the morning, go to the gym, and I'm going to do a workout. Like, if you're not the person that does that already, you might do it once, but you, you're probably not going to do it consistently. So, like a, a start point for that is like, well, just set your alarm at 6 a.m. every morning. Even if you don't get up, even if you don't go to the gym, just become a person that has an alarm set at 6 o'clock in the morning and then get up at 6. Even if you don't get up and go to the gym, become that person that sets an alarm for 6 in the morning and gets up. And you just break it down into baby steps. And it's, like I say, you habituate the thing that you want to do. I'm way more sadistic than that. So. Yeah, but that's the thing. No, no. You get, you get so to what, the point. So what you? I do though is I've, I've a complete opposite. So this is I wouldn't advise this for other people. So if, like for me, if I was like, well, I'm well, when I start getting up at five and I struggled, I'd set my alarm for three. <laughs> <laughs> and what I would do is I'd make myself do things that were so far beyond what I actually didn't want to do that the thing that I actually didn't want to do seemed okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that works for me. Yeah. So like for example, if I know I didn't want to go running. I'd probably go sprinting and like go up a hill, like you know, just make it so much worse. And then I go, oh, actually, running is actually okay. Yeah, and and that is, it makes the relativity seem okay. So that's that's one tactic that I've used that worked for me. Yeah, if that that could work for other people. But do you or, think do you think that's because you've just developed that mindset though of like internal battle? Like that's possibly that's your motivation. Possibly, but if I can make something seem easier that seems daunting to me now, mm. then it's a real quick way of getting there. Because yeah. for me. Like, this is me personally. Like, when you're going, well, you know, set the alarm at six and be like, oh, my fuck, I don't have the time for that. Like, I need to get to that guy that gets <laughs> up at six, goes to the gym, runs a few companies, like, yesterday. Yeah. So how do I get there? Fuck. So that's just me. That's mm-hmm. just me. Yeah. But I'm a nut job. And, like, yeah. not many people are like me. 
Um, and I'm not saying they should be, but that's just. Yeah, I mean, I, to be fair, I'm, I'm, I'm the same generally. Like I say, like, I, I just that, that sort of. As soon as I have that thought of like. God, I'm, I'm not going to do that. It's just instantly like I'm like shut up, you bitch. Like, yeah, man, I, like, I think it takes. Like, it's just the fuck up in my head. Yeah, it takes time to get to that point, though. Yeah, and I think it can almost be a bit. I think it has been a bit damaging to me somewhat as well because I, I kind of went of that that whole period of believing that Christ, <laughs> someone doesn't agree with me. Um, like the storm. <laughs> Believing so much that I had to punish myself and, and sacrifice and that was the only way to be good that I almost started to feel guilty when I wasn't feeling like that mm -hmm. which is another balance and, and thing that I had to take into consideration yeah. it's like okay you don't have to com like completely destroy yourself every single day just to make sure yeah. like, there was a I found a, a much better balance now as well from yeah that. I think I think the trouble with like until you get to that point where you can self-motivate you can have that conversation with yourself and like you become stronger than you're in a bitch. Like, cause you're in a bitch, she's pretty fucking strong for most people. They've, they've been letting their inner bitch like put the reps in. I think you, you need to give yourself those little victories. Because mm -hmm. if, you, if you, in your mind, let's say, like going to the gym at six in the morning is the example. If you set your alarm at six in the morning and your plan is to set your alarm at six in the morning, get up and go to the gym. You wake up at six in the morning, you turn your alarm off and you go back to sleep. Like you've just started the day on a loss. Like you're just a loser. So yeah, case in point, like my brother-in-law Jacob, he was finishing his masters. Mm -hmm. And funny enough, he did it in Stoke and Hannah, my wife, well, you know Hannah, mm -hmm. um, I was saying that for the YouTubers, <laughs> was finishing a medical degree there and we had a fair few rentals and we were living in one of them and we had a spare room. So I said to Jacob, well, I was like, I think Hannah asked me, she didn't say to him, I was like, I don't want my brother-in-law living with me. Actually loved it in the end, but he came and lived in the spare room. Um, and I am like a steam train. So I am very disciplined, you know, I'm very habitual, everything's structured, routined. And he didn't have any of that. And he'd been struggling, he'd been trying to do the gym and everything for years. Mm -hmm. And just by being around me, because I'm not influenced by other people. If you went and put me in a house with lots of other people who weren't doing that, they would end up doing what I was doing because I will just, I'm like a clock. Like, I have my goals and no matter what's around me, like it will get done. But funny enough, he then just started inherently doing what I was doing, just slowly. He'd then start eating with me and go, oh, what, what do you eat? Can I, can I come shopping with you? Yeah. He'd just buy the same shit as me in the supermarket. And then he'd eat the same times as me. Oh, do you mind if I just jump in a car and come to the gym? Can I train with you today? All of a sudden, he's eating the same things as me, getting up at the same time as me, doing my cardio in the morning mm -hmm. with me, coming to the gym with me, I've never he's transformed like that. Yeah. And this is from a person that was seriously unmotivated. He then moved or went back, back to where he was. Yeah. So a great tip here is if you can be around people that, or just even just talking to them on a daily basis that are doing those things that mm -hmm. you want to be doing that you're struggling to find motivation with, find a community online, talk to them about it. Yeah. That will massively help. Mm -hmm. Massively. It does for me. That's why I hang around a lot of business people as well because that motivates the shit out of me. Yeah. I'm like, holy shit, that guy's just done 300 grand in two days. Like, let me go to work. <laughs> like, that, that for me is yeah. massively motivating. Yeah. Yeah, like you say, that you, you need to keep it up and I think you have to be able to internalise yeah. that as well. But yeah, that's a, that's a big help for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you think people are going to become super successful now after watching this, this, this episode? <laughs> No, I fucking hope so. <laughs> what do you mean no? No, no. <laughs> Everyone's there's, I'm a bit more optimistic. So, people are just too soft. Like, that's why. Snowflakes. Yeah. It, 
I really wish it wasn't true, but it is. But I find that very motivating as well because it just means that you know your competition's low. Yeah, but it is also inspiring to see like the amount of people that do want to change, like the amount of people that come through Limitless and they they start out like that person, like demotivated, like they've told themselves they can't do something. They make the then... fucking jump though, so I wouldn't class them as the same as everyone else. They're actually they're action takers. Yeah, because they are the ones that do pull the trigger. Yeah, um, and trouble is there's very few and far between. We just see a, a skewed end of it because mm-hmm. we're working with the motivated people that are yeah. fucking cool that yeah. I love being around. Yeah, but for the most part, people are fucking soft. But I think society's made them that way. Yeah, we have it so easy now, and I think unless you really want to start pushing and get motivated, you're just gonna be a, a jelly. Yeah, I think you and, and just be pushed around by the society. You yeah. do this, do this for an easy life. But it's not easy because it's fucking hard. <laughs> this is the other thing, isn't it? Yeah. You say easy life. It's hard being broke. It's hard not being fulfilled. It's hard like not being able to support your family. It's hard, hard not knowing what you want out of life. It's hard. It's hard. And the trouble is as well. You then you you then look at people that are successful, people that are enjoying life, and you you, you become resentful Bitter. of that. And yeah, like you say, that's not <laughs> that's not an easy life. So I think it seems easy in the short term, but people forget how hard it is not to do things mm-hmm. that are hard in the short term yeah and then we had a funny conversation today actually in the gym which is kind of about passive earnings right so mm-hmm. you can put in 10 years worth of hard graft into a business or your physique right and then it's actually quite easy to maintain ongoing because mm-hmm. you've thought like taking the fruits of your labor so a motivating factor here should be like within 10 years you can pretty much set yourself up to earn passive success yeah for the rest of your life mm-hmm. Same with physique, right? If you put the graft and you build a great frame, you don't have to train yeah. like someone that's starting yeah. out. Mm-hmm. You can maintain a really nice physique and almost earn a passive body. Yeah. You do the same with business. When you put enough things in place and there's enough assets in place, you earn passive income. You don't have to mm-hmm. work like that anymore. Yeah. But it seems hard to start with. So the short-term pain is then sacrificed for the short-term ease of not doing those things. Yeah. In the long term, you're going to be, it's going to be hard for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just that's a good one to end on. That's a good just one remember that one, yeah. people. It's painful, not being motivated and disciplined. Yeah. Find pain. So, what's the what's seek the, the pain? What's the, yeah? So what's the, yeah? That's what's the takeaway then? Find reframe your reframe your mind about the the way you look at pain, and see it as a benefit and something that actually promotes growth, and something that isn't to be like shied away from. And embrace it and walk into it. Mm-hmm. And your life will be so much better for it. Agreed. And much less painful, ironically. And much less painful, yeah. Boom. Wrap it up there. Thank you very much. Cheers for watching. If you liked it, please subscribe. Comment below if you disagree with any of it. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to come on the podcast and you have something to say, drop me a DM. Because we've got to get Marcus off. (laughs) (laughs) Got better things to be doing anyway. Awesome. Awesome as always.